In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana, in studio. In We're studio. back. We're back. You're back from Boca. Back from Boca. I, I have like a big month of traveling. I just like booked all, you know, you ever like book your tickets all at once? You yes. like get it and you start looking ahead. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be there. Do you ever have a moment where like you booked it a while ago and then it comes time and you're kind of like, I don't really feel like doing all of this. <laughs> <laughs> the story of my life. Yeah. I'm like, that's tomorrow. Right. You know, like, um, yeah, I, I definitely have that. But then I also have the opposite where I'll book something so far out. It's as if money didn't exist. Right. As if right. You, right. Because it doesn't count anymore because you already bought the ticket. So right. You're kind of like, it's a free trip. It's a free trip. It was on the last credit card statement. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I have that. I, I know it's all this emotional crap well how are you what's going on um i'm good i've got we got we got valentine's day a week away are you a week away are you excited to not have to have a valentine's day plan (laughs) i'm um you know i think the farther you get away from valentine's day the more you're like oh that seems nice like uh, you you kind of want someone for valentine's day you do want to do something i I think like it's when you have it you don't want it when you don't have it you want it type of thing it's always it's the grass is always greener kind of situation Right. When I was in a relationship, it was like, this was a problem to be solved. Yes. Right. You need a plan. You need a plan. So like you need a plan. And then it's like, especially at levels of dating, it all the plan always changes. I'm sure there's someone listening out there who's been on three dates with someone. That's that is the weirdest time of 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 dating to have Valentine's Day be. What do you think? You think three dates? I think three dates is easier than I think two months. Nothing has been said yet. You've been on four. Six dates. Well, three dates, it's like I'm going to need some sort of acknowledgement of Valentine's Day. If it's going, right. if there's going to be a fourth date, there's going to be, we're not just going to pretend the day didn't exist. We can't ignore it. Yeah. Right. Two months, you better have a plan. If it's, if you're, this is, and if there's no plan, that's very telling. See, right. I mean, my move. If, Do you text the people that you've gone on dates with if you're still talking to them on Valentine's Day? If I was Day? to still be talking with someone, the text would be in joke form. Like it would. <laughs> And that just made Jordana so bad. Yeah, I would have to fuck with it. I would I discomfort equals joke to me. Okay. And that's not a good way to communicate. I know that's not a good way to like. How would you joke about it? I would be like, happy. Va- I would send the person like happy Valentine's Day. Uh, the choir will be at your place around seven to be singing you Billy Joel. Are you OK with that? Will you be there? <laughs> oh, my God. I would hate that. I'm not sure what we are. I have anxiety. This guy is like fucking with me about not pretending that he's going to do something romantic and then absolutely doing none of that. I think that's the worst way to go. Here's the problem. If I, (laughs) I love how mad you got, here's the problem. You're right. You're right. I remember this, my, cause my sister had this happen to her Mm. at some point, like a few years ago. And she texted this guy. She's like kind of seeing 
texted her like, oh, I got flowers on the way. But flowers as, is too small. Or something, do, do you know what I mean? Like something like that. And I was like, that's fucked up. Right. Like, because the actual plan was nothing. So <laughs> I think it's. Yeah, you're right. I think it's like mean. It's a little mean. This is where the problem comes up. You, I, for me to do the joke, jokey, you either have to have not been on a date yet. Like the joke works if you've like not been on a first date. You just met on an app. Right. You can do the joke. I, I think Fine. is my yes, opinion. If you haven't even gone out. If yet, you haven't sure. even gone yet. If you've gone on one date, I think the joke still works in my opinion. Fine. Like one date. If you've gone on three dates and. Unless the date was really, really good. <laughs> I want you to want to get the flowers. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I, I, I think. It, but if it's been three dates and you're like not sure of if what this is going to be, I if you've slept no. together and you don't want it to be a relationship, the joke isn't good. It's yeah. it's mean because at that point you're like acknowledging it, not doing anything. You're basically saying, "Yeah, we're nothing." You right. know, like that's the like, joke. But to someone who like it, that means a lot to. Right. Well, right. you don't yeah. know. You Probably would ass assume. you don't want to make assumptions, yeah. but you would assume. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that ha a simple happy Valentine's Day with an exclamation point is enough. I is enough. I think until four, five, or like two months. I think the first two months right. I, that's perfectly fine. Unless you're trying to show that you take the relationship very seriously, then I think in that case you've been on four dates. You're making a nice Valentine's Day plan. To me, says like. Oh, I'm taking, I like see this as something. Well, that's a good point because in the, in the bliss, you can't be blissful naivete at that point. You can't be blissfully naive at that point. You, right. if you, if you're three dates in and you really like this person, I think like Valentine's Day is an opportunity for a reveal. 100%. Yeah. Right. So you, and, and if you're on the other side of that and you're like, I don't know, I like this person, but I'm not getting what I thought I should be getting. This is the kind of this is a, a a hurdle of some sort for you to kind of go. How'd they make me feel this day? And I think like that's a lot of like our advice. Yeah. What we talk about is like how you know I can't tell you what the person's thinking exactly or where they're going, and they they might not even be able to tell you that either. But like I think it's a great opportunity, and there's not that many of these that present themselves. If you're interested in someone, you've been on three dates to gauge how seriously they're taking this. Right. To say what are we doing for Valentine's Day? Well, you. I, I, <laughs> You also have to have a conversation. What annoys me, and this is my feedback to a lot of people out there, is what would make me, I, I think today is the perfect day to go, what would make me feel good on Valentine's Day? No matter what your relationship status is. Start at that. Right. Don't start at, I want what everyone else is getting. I want something. Don't start in vague because no guy's be able to achieve that. So, okay. if you so let's say you're like, I want a date on Valentine's Day with someone I've been on a few dates with. Right. That well, that is a, that is like a perfect thing. Like right. like, like that's a pass fail. So what do you do? What do you? So then are you waiting to see if they do it? Or I kind of telling yeah. them like, hey, or, or should you say, or are we gonna do? Did you want to spend Valentine's Day together? I think it's different. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and then. They are forced to say no. Right. <laughs> I, well, I think it starts. At, I think it's. I'm busy. <laughs> oh, is it coming up? It's a Wednesday. What? You know, like what? Yeah. Oh, they go to high voice. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, Talking about Valentine's Day? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Wait, what? You think we're in Valentine's Day? They, yeah. <laughs> they find a helium balloon. That's telling. I just don't know what we're going to do this for Valentine's Day. 
Oh, we had I sex. Don't even, or, or they'll go the, uh, I don't even, I think that's such a stupid holiday. I hate those people. Those are the worst. Those, are, those people, that is a, because it's like an agreed upon opinion that you're allowed to have. They're leaning on like a societal negativity thing that's like allowed. I don't like that. I think the way to go is if you're, based on what you proposed, the three dates, I want to date. You come to the conclusion, right. I want to date. You go, I would say I'd love to hang with you on Valentine's Day. I like that. That is vague enough where they can come in and really, okay. you know, hit you with love. It's also a reveal. You're letting them know yeah. I am, you know, I'm kind of, this, this is yeah. what I want to, I want, this would make me happy. And you might get dumped. I mean, yeah. the day before Valentine's Day, biggest dump day of the year. Great dump day. Great well, dump well, day. Let me ask you, what would you say to someone that you went on three dates with that said that you were unsure about that said, I want to spend Valentine's Day together? If they or did, I'd, lo I'd, I'd love, love to hang. I'd love to hang with you on Valentine's Day. That's, my... that's a little more relaxed. <laughs> <I'd> love... <laughs> I would love to be at a table with you. Like, yeah, yeah you got to get, we got chill a little bit, but I, I love, I would love to hang with you on Valentine's Day. And I wasn't into it, or I wasn't like sure, sure I wanted to hang like, with them. Eh. There's two sides of me. Okay. There's the new Jared and the old Jared. Okay, let's uh, hear both. This is there's pre old. Let's start with old Jared. Pre vibes, Jared. Okay, <laughs> old Jared probably would have gone along with it to make everyone happy. You would have made a plan. Let's see, maybe come I'm, over. Maybe not come over. I would have made a plan. I would have like and like. Oh yeah, totally. Me too. I would have been agreeable. I think new Jared would have taken stock. This is after sitting during my session with you and Dr. Naomi. <laughs> I think because I'm trying to be, I think like in my, I think it's like a difference between 30s and 20s. Like in right. your 20s, you're like, yeah, I'll go on the group dinner with people I don't know. You're like, oh, who knows? And then you don't think like, oh, are we gonna throw credit cards in the middle? Are we not? Are we gonna someone? You don't care because you're twenties. Like, let's just go. And in my thirties, and now I'm like, if I wasn't sure, and they were like, I would love to hang with you on Valentine's Day. I'd be like, um, I took stock of that, and I thought to myself, that didn't make me excited, and I would have to end it because it didn't make okay. me excited. Well, that's that would good. be that would be my new. That's like the. You know, like the the Instagram versus reality. That's like the person I want to be. Right. You know, yeah. and something I'm so trying want, to be yeah. better at. Well, that's, so we're all working on something. So I think that's a great um, mentality to have. And we'll see. Maybe you'll get a text like that. You never know. I mean, <laughs> in this day and age. Uh, no, I think that. Uh, what would you want on Valentine's Day? Have you discussed it? You well, got we have your, a reservation. You have a reservation. Yeah. I have to say, Mike is like very into like. You know he loves Christmas. He like likes the like Hallmark kind of like Hallmark all American like cheesy kind of like holidays. This season, is what I like most about Mike. I think it's really I, I, sweet. Is, yeah, I yeah. think it's a nice thing. It's like um it's funny because you think I don't know, he like seems like kind of a logical, like not like that kind of guy, but he actually he really likes Valentine's. He has Day. a childlike sense of wonder. Yes. Yeah. And he has a reservation, which is, I think is great. I think if I was to give all men like an advice yeah. piece, like if I could go back the ghost of Jared future, if I could like rise out of my body, go back to 22 year old me, I'd be like, become very good at reservations. Yes. You know, like nothing hotter, nothing yeah. hotter. And also I like it now. Like mm -hmm. I enjoy making a reservation, looking at the place, browsing. 
I enjoy going to like, you know, Eater. Like I just last night, I'm going to Vancouver, Plug City to Vancouver. Second show sold out. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, that shows our audience is growing. Vancouver. Huge, because yeah. we went to Vancouver and we had like a good yeah, show, fun, but yeah. it was it wasn't sold out yeah. by any it was a good show. It was a good showing, but it wasn't sold out. Yeah. Not now sold- you've sold out. First, uh, second show sold out. There's still tickies available for the first show. That's awesome. And it got me because you skiing. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's the worst week of the year. <laughs> so, worst so, week in the worst month yeah, of, the, of the year. We are two weeks away from the worst day of the I year. I think you go for it. Give yourself a little B-Day ski trip. I've given myself. I, you know when you do like, come on, treat yourself. Then you realize all you do is fucking treat yourself. Right. <laughs> kind of had a lot of that lately right i'm having a me day it's like what was yesterday <laughs> another just me day. another right right i'm staying on, on i i just booked a flight i booked the flights to vancouver uh on that subject and like the cost was like crazy flights are so expensive it's they're crazy. so expensive and i was like come on it's a me it's a me day you know like right. i and, and i did treat that yourself. treat yourself yeah. and i'm like when have i yeah i uh so i was looking at it so I booked it all and I'm like, I'm going to go a night early. I'll do okay. a night early. And then I looked at Whistler. It's like an hour and a half away. Yeah, it's not that close. Not that close. So I, I kind of pulled back on that a little bit. But I don't know. I could find something. To do in to Vancouver? Do. Well, I'm going to be there with my significant other, my phone. Yes, so um, spending val- <laughs> Valentine's Day and your birthday. Wow. <laughs> right. It's getting pretty serious. Back to back weeks. Yes. Things are heating yeah. up. So you're going to do, you got the reservation. Do you know where it is yet? Or is this a surprise? Um, no, it's not a surprise. Uh, Oshaval. Oh my God. I've yeah. never been there. You haven't been? A good burger right I here. think, I don't like to correct people. I think is it's it, Oshaval. Oh fuck, I knew I was going to say it wrong. It's Maddie. okay. Maddie? It's oh, o? oh wow, I was right. Wow, Embarrassing I look like, for this you. is why I don't like correcting people because I know I'm always wrong. This was amazing for me. Fra, if you, would, Fra. If, you would, if you had really listened in Fra, you probably would have. Well, uh, the Ridge O Cheval is in Chicago. They're known yeah. for the burger. That is yes, like the, bur- yes. the burger. It's and the burger. The bacon on the burger. It is, you're going to, I mean. I'm excited. I don't know about the Valentine's Day lovemaking after this I mean, big fat burger, but <laughs> I'd be out of commission. <laughs> <laughs> All I wanted was a reservation at a restaurant that was not easy to get. That well, you got it. That is a right. <laughs> exclusivity me, is the gift. It doesn't matter this year. if it's good or not. Yeah. I just like the, because to me it's like, and he's learned this from past birthdays or other things. I'm like, if there's a million reservations, it just doesn't feel like you tried that. Right. I want somewhere where when I take a look at it after you've booked it, there's nothing left. You can't you got get to it. You got to it first. I I like that policy. And the reason I brought this up, I went and looked ahead on Vancouver to see restaurants and okay. like, what's the hot spots. And it was fun. Yeah. To like look ahead, but I, I, oh Cheval, great choice, love it. The burger. I'm excited. I've never been to the New York one, but I've been to the Chicago one. It was good. Unbel- I mean, like so good. Like there's places that I send my parents to, and there's places I don't send my. My dad was like, he still it. talks about it. Yeah. Okay, well, Mike, if you're listening. You did well. Your you up podcast approved. You did um, good, kid. And if Oshaval wants to send us any, you know, reservations stuff. and stuff for <laughs> plugging their fucking restaurant. Burgers. Yeah. For the whole you up team. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, is there anything else to talk about? A Valentine's Day? What else? Anything else for us to prep people for? I know what I would want. A big, fat blowjob. Yes, that's what that seems to be. Uh, <laughs> That seems to be what you want every year. Every year. It's yes. the same as last year. But made by reservation. 
Exclusive. Right. I want to know that right. no one else can get into this okay. blowjob. Would you want it to be a surprise or would you want the person to be like talking it up? I want a surprise, but I want it planned. See, I okay. do this on my Instagram stories <laughs> every year. No one listens to me. I think a planned blowjob, like where you do, th- let's. sometimes blowjobs are just like, uh, yeah, I'll throw it in. It feels like, you know, the right. fries at Au Cheval. Yeah. This needs to be planned, thought out, music taste. I wrote up a whole thing. Did I read this last year too? I don't remember. I wrote yes. up a Maddie's whole. Maddie's like, I remember. I read lot. it? Yes. Okay. I read it last year. All right. Yes. My yearly reading of the blowjob that every man would want. Okay. Do you I, I rewrote you want, it. Did you want to read it again? Well, I wrote a new one this okay, year. Okay, let's hear it. I update it every year. For anyone looking for a gift, <laughs> I was going to, okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's hear it. How to plan an amazing Valentine's Day. I just started seeing him. What should I do? Okay. okay. Ahead of Valentine's Day, I uh, I always give my Valentine's Day gift guide. Okay. Okay. I would send him a list of Give things. Give us your link. The links. <laughs> this Affiliate is my links. Amazon link. I would send him a list of things you need him to bring to your home. Here's the list. One quarter pound of salami. One quarter pound of prosciutto. One quarter pound of capicola. One quarter pound of provolone. Half an onion. Did Head Mike of a lettuce. tell you to yeah, make Mike, this list for you? Mike and I collaborated. Okay. <laughs> Banana peppers, oil, red wine vinegar, salt, pepper, one 12-inch loaf of soft Italian bread, one small butt plug that vibrates, and a medium vibrator, a hose that can hook up to a bathtub, a gallon of coconut oil, a plush robe, a baby pool, beach chair with a medium-sized hole cut into the seat of the chair, a CD player containing the album Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds live at Luther College. Okay? Okay. Have him arrive at your place with all of the stuff. You're not going to be there yet. There's a note at the apartment reading, put all the food in the kitchen, hook up the hose to the tub, bring it out to the living room, roll up the rug in the living room, place the baby pool with the beach chair in the middle of the pool, put on the Dave Matthews, Tim Reynolds album, cover yourself in oil, put on the robe, leave it open, sit on the chair with your butthole in the cutout hole. Place the hose under your anus and put it on as high as possible. And then you say, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Please sit, close your eyes, and enjoy. So now he's sitting in the chair, the hose running up his ass. He's in the open robe, covered in coconut oil, ready to go. Imagine doing all of this and then doing your thing where the person doesn't show up. That's <laughs> jo- the-, the whole Where it's a whole joke. <laughs> Right. <laughs> at this point, it just ends. I was joking. <laughs> oh, I was kidding. What? Right. Well, at least you got a nice, you know, bidet treatment. Okay. So <laughs> you get, so then you get to the place, you assemble an Italian sub, you get naked, cover yourself in the oil, put the, pl- the butt plug in at the same time as the vibrator. You waddle into the living room. At this point, Jimmy thing should be playing at the time, if the timing's right on the Dave Matthews album. Um, Hand him the sub. Tell him to eat it. You now blow him. Due to the blood plug and the vibrator, you're physically vibrating. You're now a human fleshlight. Now he's at the most nirvana state that can be accomplished. The hose pushing hot water up his ass. You blowing the sandwich in his mouth. There's a line where Dave says, if you could keep me floating. At that point, you scream at him, are you floating? 
Are you floating? This all fit he's, on an Instagram story? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's going to be like, yes, yes. Then you say, now come, bitch, and don't drop the sandwich. When he comes, light a cigarette and say, happy Valentine's Day, pussy, and watch as the tears of happiness stream down his cheeks. When he proposes, I want to thank you. Okay. That's, That's Jared's it. key to a proposal. That's a simple Valentine's Day gift. I think you should make a video tutorial to go along <laughs> with it because, you know, it sounds a little intimidating. I think you need right. to do a visual demonstration. I got to show people how to make For the sandwich. Year. Yes. Yeah, you're right. This For is a whole year, video yeah, series. TikTok we got to get ahead. Yes. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their T-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect T-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their T-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless T-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy. They're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down. And you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble. And it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt. It's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems. And it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the in the know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. All right, should we get into our episode? Let's get into it. <laughs> um, yeah, just to reiterate the Vancouver date. Uh, Irvine, Indianapolis, Spokane, Oklahoma City, Dublin, Belfast, added a third London show. Oh, wow. Third London show. Amazing. Our reach is large in London. Third London show, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Berlin, Oslo, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. That's Sorry to... Go on That's and That's incredible. Let's do it. Okay. What are we talking about today? All right. Hello. I appreciate you all having blunt good advice and I'm open to, I'm hoping to snag some. I'm a 28-year-old woman who has been single for over two years. <gasps> During the singledom, <laughs> it's been my first time using dating apps. In the past, I've always dated folks from school or work and have had established friendships before we dated. 
I found a guy, 31, who I'm interested in from an app. We both agree that we have emotional chemistry, physical, physical attraction, great sex, similar goals for the future, common fundamental beliefs, and we have a lot of fun every time we are together. While we have some differences, we are able to respect each other and easily talk through any issues. The biggest hurdle we have is time. At the beginning of our relationship, we met up often and talked on the phone, and I was ready to commit to him. As things have progressed, we've had a few weekend trips, and I've had five weeks of travel for work. We still saw each other once a week and sent a message or two a day, but most of the time is catching up on what, what's going on in our lives. It hasn't felt as romantic as it did in the beginning. Neither of us are great texters, so it's hard to have a meaningful conversations while away. We've been seeing each other exclusively for about five months. We are both are we are both interested in continuing to see each other. But when I asked him about how we could progress out of a five month situationship and into something more solid, he said he just needs to get to know me better. He mentioned that in his in his one past relationship, he knew on the first date that she was the one and had the spark. And clearly, she's not the one. Right. Well, that that is one of those blunders. <laughs> you don't say. You, you probably thought he was sounding hot to her, and right. now he's like five months in. No. He's like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. I don't think men realize just how how much we we cling on to anything they're saying early in the game. Like if you tell someone that you were like something in date one through three, like we will remember that. I absolutely, it's something I've learned throughout my life that. You guys remember all of it, everything. Even it is, it is like you play a recording to yourself after the date to memorize things. Yes. Like it's, it's, it's like, called listening. It, no. <laughs> it's it's like a, you listen to right. something and then you internalize it and then you believe it. Yeah, I don't even know what you guys are doing. I, I hear these things in one ear, out the I other. I told you this I'm, recurring joke that I still have with Mike, where we were early. I was like stressing out about something mm. with him, like some anxiety about our relationship, and it was like. And it was like 2 a.m. And he said to me, this was like probably five or six dates in. He's like, you can always wake me up if you're like feeling stressed or anxious about something. And then I constantly bring that up. He's like, I do not believe that. Right. At all. Like, <laughs> I said that one time. I didn't really mean it. It was before we were like, right. now that we're like, I, that's not true. Right. Anymore. But I was trying to fuck you. <laughs> I said anything. Yes. Come on. Yeah. This so is don't say stuff. If you don't uh, mean it. I go on dates. I just don't talk the whole time. I'm like. Are you yes. writing this down? Right. Yes. Okay. Um, in my past relationships, I've always been friends, and it was after knowing each other for six to 12 months before we realized that we have some romantic connection, and the next step was taking a physical leap. We both kind of feel stuck in this situationship limbo with uncertainty on next steps. We both are willing to spend more time together, and I suggested a weekend where we spend a full three days together. Ooh. I feel like after the weekend trips with friends or significant others, I know if I want them to be in my life or if it will never work. It's been hard to find an entire weekend where we don't have bridal showers, baby showers, family trips planned in the next month. I want to know if things will work out sooner rather than later because situationships are just stressful. We've been spending a day during the weekend when we may be free, but it doesn't feel like enough to make a decision on a serious relationship. My question is, is there such a thing of when you know, you know, should we be feeling this he slash she's the one after five months? Or is the fact that we just haven't seen each other a valid issue that's worth working through? Any ideas on how to grow our situationship into a functioning relationship? Sincerely stuck in limbo. It's very interesting email. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't think this is about, is there such a thing as when you know, you know. I know that's like the overall, she's like, she, it is interesting. I can only speak to the emailer. Like the emailer here, it's like, she's pretty, she's as vague as he is. Yeah. I mean, to me, the weirdest part of this whole 
situation is that they've decided to be exclusive when they don't even know if they want to date. Well, that's uh, this is pre. Like why I call this the pre-breakup. Okay. He knows this ain't going to go forever. So why is he agreeing to be exclusive? Well, he's because I mean, this is exclusive, but not in a relationship thing is all bullshit. Right. He is afraid of breaking up with her. So he's like, let me keep her on, you know, in this other zone that a breakup doesn't need to be as bad, but it's just as bad. Like he's Mm -hmm. he's miss seeing this thing. I think the biggest thing is when when she says when he's like, you know, they've been doing this five months and then she's like, how do I get out of this situationship? You're in a relationship. Like, I, I don't think that this needs to be more thought out than it is. And I think she doesn't even know what she wants from a relationship. And she's never going to find it out with him because he's keeping her at arm's length. Right. But that's to me, it's so weird that they have this like contractual agreement right. that they're exclusive while not even making the time to see each other. It's like, what's the, why don't you just like, go on a date and this is person you sort of like go on dates with while dating other people. Well, I guess what she's saying is I, I, it my I guess my interpretation is that she's like, well, once he digs in, then I'll know if I want to be in this relationship. She's like looking for this healthy thing. Right. And then agreeing to the most unhealthy thing, which is like, I'll see you when I see you kind of, <laughs> but we're together, you know, like, yeah. cause when she says to him, you know, I want, um, she wrote this, like when she says to him that like the five, I had five weeks of travel for work when she says that we no, we've been seeing each other exclusively for about five months. We're both interested in continuing to see each other. But when I asked him how he would, uh, could progress out of a five month situation, but into something more solid, he said, he just needs to know me better. It's like the only way he gets to know you better is by digging into this. Right. So it's like a, if he doesn't dig in, then you can't get to know each other better. And if you can't get to know each other better, he's just going to stay in this one zone of like, we fuck and we see each other when we see each other. Right. So to me, it's like, what's the point? And again, it's kind of like, if I don't know you, to me, again, the weird thing on her end and on his end is like, why would I agree to only see you if I still don't feel like I know you very well? (laughs) Well, Like, wouldn't that be like the prerequisite to even getting to that phase? Like, why can't they just date and date because he's Well, he's doing what I, you know, he's afraid of a breakup. He's afraid of, uh, I mean, it goes back to the Valentine's Day conversation we just had. Well, how did he even get into this situation where they're exclusive? Well, I think you a lot of times with dating, it's like, you know, again, to, back to the women hear everything. They also have a very good track of time. Okay. You know, the idea yeah. that she's sitting here five months in. He's going, five months? You know, I I've don't think. It sounds like he's seen her like six times. <laughs> right. Like to him, it's like. Oh, we're just chilling. You know, it's not, you know, it's like one person's keeping all the the notes and the scheduling and the other person is just like being updated with it. So why doesn't he say when she says, how can we progress out of this five month situation ship into something more solid? Why doesn't he say, I don't think I'm looking for that right now. I don't think this is back to her. It's a little too vague. Like to me, that's like, what's your five year plan? Like, She's like, like, I want to make this into a real thing. Well, she doesn't say that. She says, how do we progress? You know, like I, I to it's me, big, but it's also like he knows what she means. I think he knows what she means, but he doesn't. I think it's it, to me, this is something that's scary. Okay. I think when it's when you don't know the specifics of what that even means to her, then you go into, well, she wants to get married. And we're going to have to move in. Like you go, you go straight to the steps that aren't the get to know you fun things 
that well, a relationship she, makes. What should she say then? I don't know what she's missing. You know, I if she's she like says time. Well, if she says she says time, but then they've spent a lot of time together. Like it seems like they're they're doing things together. Like they, you know, when she's like we 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 would have had three days together. It's like, yeah, I mean, if you had one day together, that's pretty good. You one know, full day, <laughs> right? Guess, yeah, it's not like the you know. Right. But what does that mean? What what do you? How do you want to spend your time? What mm-hmm. aren't you getting right now? And and honestly, for her, it could still like I'm not usually the person to say this, but like. It could be like, hey, I just want to know that we're, I'm I'm being monogamous with you. I want to know that you're being monogamous with me. And I guess the exclusivity thing is that. Right. But when you say, yeah, I'm in for that, but without the label of boyfriend, girlfriend, you're like, why are you hedging? Well, that right. Well, that happened. That sometimes happens when you're like relying too much on these labels. Right. It's like you're trying to get to the label thing. It's like, oh, I'm trying to get to the exclusive. But like, what does that even mean to you? It's like once you're exclusive, he doesn't act differently than he did before. Right. Like you said, she should talk about the things that she actually wants to happen instead of the label on it. So instead of being like, I want to be like, progress this into a real relationship, be like, I want to see you. Multiple times a week. Well, I guess I want right. to feel like there's we're making time for each other because it, it feels like she's keeping like I, I she's not a hundred percent right just because she wants to be exclusive. You know, like right in what way? Like, it, like I think sometimes in these emails, it's like, oh, here's a woman that wants to dig in and see what this is, and this guy's getting dragged along. It's like I don't know what this is to her. It feels like she's like keeping count of the times of of the week and like when is it enough well so she's like, like i'm exclusively with this guy that i don't even really know that well right well what do you so what are you asking for that's what you i'm know, saying th- that's yeah. that's the thing where you go hey i i think it's less like i want to see you twice a week i think that's even like i don't want to date someone who's like i gotta see you twice a week but someone who's like i don't feel like we see each other that much and if i'm dating someone i want to be feel like i see them often absolutely so like hey what's the plan next week What's the plan okay. next week? And then he goes, um, I'm doing a bunch of shit. Can't hang out. Okay. Well, what's the plan for us the week after that? And then he's like, I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. And it's like, when do you think of us together and getting to know me? Right. Right. Like, I think those questions put him in a position of you kind of realizing he, you're not the priority. Yeah, and I think if there isn't any urgency to see someone that you're dating after five months and like you're kind of like, I'll see you when I see you. Right. Unless that's cool with her and there are some people who kind of like that style of relationship. It doesn't sound like she's one of them. Mm. Unless she's that's that's cool with her, I feel like that would be a sign that you weren't maybe a match or the way that you that you weren't that into each other. I guess I guess that's the yes, but also I want to make sure like she's got to say like Hey, next week I got this thing with friends. I want you to come. Like, are you doing that? Well, it sounds like she's trying to like make this weekend happen. Right. But, it, you know, she's made, she's trying to make a hypothetical three-day weekend. Like, right. I, I do understand every relationship has to go from me to we at some point. It has to evolve. Yes. It sounds like they're still in the me stage. And she is thinking in we's and he's thinking in me's. Well, she's in limbo. Because she's like, well, she's accepting it. She's you know? like, I'm with this person, but I'm not with this person. I don't really know what I'm doing here, but I technically have this label, which is that's always when relationship stress and anxiety comes mm. from a lack of communication. Right. And lack of being on the same page. And and they are on very different pages. That's yes. I think that goes back to the me we thing. Like she's like, OK, we can't find a three day weekend. And, <laughs> and he's like, I have shit to do that weekend. You know, it's like. I think 
more than labels, more than all this other stuff that she's like kind of in the weeds on. It's like what you you're thinking of like, hey, what's this week? What's this month? Like you you and Mike have a have a calendar together, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like you you know what next week with Mike is gonna be. You know, uh, oh Cheval is the reservation for Valentine's Day. Like that's part of like a relationship and not having the anxiety is going. Yeah, we got this plan for that. It's it's always no big deal. Right. Because you're negotiating. It feels like she's negotiating against herself. Yeah. I mean, it feels like she's just much more invested in this than the other person right. is. So. When someone says to you, like, I don't know if I'm there yet, and you're there. After five months, I think it's time to move on. Yeah. I, I, I just, right. And, yeah. and I think this goes way back to that Valentine's Day thing of like, someone says to you, I would love to hang with you on Valentine's Day. And then you go, all right, let's do it. Or you go, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. And and she's put him at that position, it seems like many times, but not accepted. He And he's not bailing and she's not cutting. Right. Well, she should cut. I right. think that's the move. That, uh, to me, that's the move because she's the one. He's not stressed. She's stressed. So she can say, this doesn't feel good to me. I don't feel like I'm enjoying this because I'm not really like getting the, I don't feel like I'm getting to know you any better. I don't feel like anything's progressing. Right. And doesn't feel like you're making the time to do that. So I'd rather find someone who's like really interested in doing that. Right. And back to the question that I said wasn't even the question. And now it's like becoming more the question. She writes, my question is that there's a thing is when you know, you know, like it, it to me, when I read that the first time you think, oh, is she asking for him? Because at the beginning of her email, he should, right. like he's like, I'm not, you know, I knew with the first one, right? You know, and now she, he's like, with you, I'm still trying to figure this thing out, and it's like, she's also asking for herself because it's like, how will I know if I know if you won't hang out with me? Well, I think the thing you can know, and you do know pretty clearly, is if you want to make the person a priority to see and spend more time with. Right. I don't necessarily think you have to know, oh, this person's the one, this person. I think, again, it's weird that he said he knew th- that the other person was the one because he's not with that person mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, Guess but not. I, I think by five months in, you can know, is this something I want to uh, put more time and effort into? Right. And then instead of making excuses right. or like negotiate with someone, am I still playing with them on the on the field of dating? Agreed. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending them in. Jared and Jordana. A while back, you read an awkward sex story that reminded me of a similar experience. Back in 2019, I was dating a guy who lived a quick 10-minute drive from my apartment. On Tuesday nights, he would come over for dinner in the latest 90-day fiancé episode. One of those nights, we finished dinner, then retreated to my bedroom for some sexy time. After we finished and got dressed, we laid back down on my bed and put on the show. A few minutes into the show, he started tugging on the crotch of his shorts and saying, ow. I asked him what was going on down there. He responded that it felt like a pubic hair was being pulled on. I joke. (laughs) Subtle. Yeah, right. This is getting hot. I jokingly said, maybe you have a bug in your pants. He stood up, dropped his shorts to our dismay, a medium-sized roach, stared back at us, frozen amid the the sudden flood of light in his warm... This person turned into a poet randomly. He stood up and dropped his shorts to our dismay, a medium-sized roach, stared back at us, frozen amid the sudden flood of light in his warm nook. We both screamed... (laughs) That's my boyfriend flicked it off his dick and stomped on it. I dropped on the floor to ensure it was dead, then sat back on the bed speechless. Even though I kept my bedroom clean, I felt slightly embarrassed. My unit was on the first floor facing the pool, so it was not unusual to find a random bug inside. I just never expected one to end up on top of my boyfriend's dick. Thankfully, this did not scare him off. And we have been happily married since April 2022. I occasionally bring up, hey, remember that time a roach was nuzzling around your balls? We both laugh and shudder and then make sweet love thinking of the bug. No, I get it. <laughs> Sincerely, the ballsy cock. I like the idea of him screaming. Right. Well, I love the idea of like they lift up the shorts and there's just two people and then the bug like... <laughs> And then, like, what, like, the how, how, how did the scream sound? Right. Ah! Right. <laughs> like, oh, there's what? something on my dick. Ah! <laughs> I mean, that'll, that kind of like, it's funny because I do feel like there's like a hot way for someone to respond right. to something like that. And then there's like, well, I, I, <laughs> what's the hot way? Oh, ooh. Just like calm. Just a, 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 <laughs> just a calm. Just calm. Like, oh. Ugh, or something. Oh, but like, to a, a scream, bug! How is this scream, like? scream like? I, if I saw a bug in my dick, I'd be like, ah, get away from me, everyone! <laughs> and then you'd see me running naked down the street. That, and that was the last time I saw Jared. Yeah. Get an exterminator, bitch. Right. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You see a naked guy. So gross. Would you kill a bug in the house, or is that Mike's job? Um, I think I would ask him to do that, but I feel like he wouldn't be that into it. No, he'd be like, "You do it." We live with him now. Yeah, (laughs) you and the bug. I, yeah, I'm not like I. I I would be able to shake this off pretty quickly. 
on your penis bug on your i'd be like worried that it was like laying eggs or something I don't right know. it would it would worry me about my penis you know i would yeah. i would i would have to have some you know thought and prayers what if it was what if it came out of her vagina if a bug crawled out of a woman's vagina i would be like i i think that's the net the end for me i, I think that's the double standard that yeah no it's an inside outside thing yeah <laughs> if, if a bug just creepy crawled out of a fucking vagina hard to come back from i would scream so i'd be like there's a fucking bug in your vagina what the fuck is going on in there and she'd be like it's yours it's my- <laughs> It's ours. It's our baby. <laughs> That's the only way I would laugh. If they're like, we had a baby. That'd be fun. <laughs> That's well, good only- to know if this ever happens to you. I'd be like, you need to clean your apartment. I'd be like, you need to clean your vagina. <laughs> your apartment. That would be so disgusting. They're both gross, but I agree. Does the that happen? No. I don't oh know. Oh my God, no. I don't know people's pH levels. No. that's. I mean, you would think actually it would be like a good host spot. It's like a moist. Warm. warm yeah, you're right. So gross. I'm surprised. At it. Well, you know, they, they, you know, we hear those like numbers of like you swallow seven spiders, spiders in your life. Yeah. I, I think, think it was about, a year. A year? I think about that all the time. I, I just keep thinking of like me sleeping yeah, mouth my open. Wife. Totally open, just like drool and then just, just walks right in. Right. Just yeah. crawling. I wonder if that's true or if it's like an average for like including people who probably like sleep outside more often or something. Right. Those outside sleeping people. You know, like people who are <laughs> sleeping in tents. Right, right, or, right. No, I, I agree. Like my spider intake has to be smaller, lower, right. lower than. But maybe on average um, it's coming out. I now have this like vision of a bug crawling out of a vagina that I might not be I'm able sorry. to lose. I, 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 <laughs> I'm glad I could give that to you in the audience. Oy. Yeah, that you, is a really bad visual. It's a bad visual. And usually I get turned on by these things. That's true. This usually you'd be like more into it. Yeah, this is the one less into it. Unless she planned on the cockroach coming out of her vagina. That would be better? I don't know. I like the planning aspect of it. But no, it's... It's pretty bad. What do you call this one? Um, I like Maddie's idea. She had the cockroach. Right. That's classic. That's Don't classic. let the bed bugs bite. Cuddle bug. Pop a roach. Pop a roach. I like all these. A bug's life. Oh, I like that. A bug's life. Yes. That was my thought. Maybe you guys could keep it as a bed. Cockroaches in general are really disgusting. Well, they're like the oldest, right? Aren't they're they like, old? They'll like survive like any kind of, like a nuclear war. They would survive or something. They'll be like the last things left on Earth. Or a vagina. Or a, yeah. Or a vagina where maybe they've laid eggs. <laughs> Cockroach. Disgusting. Comes out of a vagina. Hey, that's where I go. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Let's do another email. Okay. Jay and Jay, absolutely love you guys and, and how real you keep it. I'll get right into it. My, keep it real. My ex-boyfriend broke up I with hate me. people who say that. <laughs> I keep it real. We're full of shit. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend, totally my ex-boyfriend broke up with me about a year ago and I was an absolute heartbroken mess. It was completely one-sided breakup. He was my first ever boyfriend, first love, and as they say, those cut the deepest. Fast forward to now and I've met someone else and it's starting to get serious. He knows I was in a serious relationship about a year ago, and my ex-boyfriend has come up in stories very innocently and casually. We haven't really talked about details of our relationship or why it didn't work out. In the beginning, when he asked about it on the third or fourth date, I had brushed it aside and said, I don't know, I don't want to get into it. And after that, he's never really pushed. 
For some reason, I'm getting the feeling that the new boy assumes I broke up with my ex since I'm now so over it and casual about referencing <laughs> stories. Are you? Okay. And even though Toast I know cash. I shouldn't, <laughs> and even though I know I shouldn't, I feel a little embarrassed if the topic did come up to tell the full truth, i.e. he broke up with me and I was a sobbing mess for months. I know this sounds immature, but I feel that this detail makes me seem undesirable or that he'll be turned off that I was the dumpy. Jared, would this turn you off? Jordana, you seem to be so open with past rejections. You get rejected all the time. What's that like for you? You seem Which to I be admire. so cool with all the rejections and the loneliness. Over and, and over, over and over. <laughs> However... Any past rejections from college or years ago, I'm fully able to laugh at. And I do laugh about this more real breakup with my friends and family and a self-deprecating, oh, don't worry, your situation couldn't be worse than the time I started soberly, hysterically crying during a yoga class kind of way. But for some reason, telling a new love interest about a a relatively recent rejection that is very personal and wasn't just from some stupid three-month-long fuckboy is harder, less funny, and makes me feel pathetic. Additionally, how important is it to talk about past relationships in depth? To me, it seems like this would make your partner understand you more and deepen your connection. But is this really necessary? Best an insecure batch. An interesting email. Yeah. I guess I'll answer my question. Would this turn me off? Someone had been dumped. Mm -hmm. No. Right. I I don't think lesser of dumped versus dumpy. dumpy. Um, Also, I don't agree with something she wrote about like this ain't just some three month thing you could feel horrible about about a three month thing i always say this about the bachelor people know that i'm a bachelor fan you see on that first episode people cry and they get made fun of rightfully so i like to make fun of people (laughs) but i do understand why they cry i i can i can i can get that because when you get when something ends, no matter how long, how how much, it's a rejection. It's a rejection, and it makes you think of like eh, the whole your whole universe. Right. It makes you think of so like this is to offer empathy to anyone going through a breakup. Like yeah, you feel how you feel, and it sucks to feel that way. Like when I see those people in the bachelor, I make fun. I always make fun of it, but <laughs> <laughs> I always rip them apart. Right. While but knowing. I, well, well, yeah, while knowing that like. You know, you're going, I brought my life, I picked my life up, I told my friends, I told my family. Like, you could be crying for so yeah, many thousands not, of reasons. I've told all these people. national rejection in front of national television. Right, even, and, and even the three-monther, I, I, I was bragging to my friends how great a guy they were, how good yeah. a girl they were, whatever. All of that works into the, 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 and especially nowadays with the internet and social media, Maybe you have a post out there you got to take down and it feels like you're being watched by your friends, which you're not, but it does feel that way. So a little bit. <laughs> you're being watched, but like yeah. no one cares. No one cares. Ca- right. That's different. You know, people yeah. go, people talk, but they don't care. It's right. just something that's, it's the weather. Yes. So, you know, I, I don't. So if I heard that someone like, if, if I was dating someone, they're like, ah, I had a breakup that really like crushed me. I, I would be like, I would assume it's a part of the maturing process. Yeah. Like, it's a part of finding out who you are and crying. Oh, I even cried soberly in a yoga class. I go, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I can understand, you know. And, and also, I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised, I'm sure, if I was dating someone, I would, it would probably track with their kind of who they are as a person. Yeah, and you would imagine, I mean, to me, the fact that she won't mention it is like, to me, a little bit of a sign that she hasn't fully worked through it. Right. Because she says she's fine with other rejections that she's had in the past. She can laugh about those. The mm. fact that she's so afraid of talking about it, to me, if I were the boyfriend, would be much more of the issue 
than her having like a nice vulnerable intimate conversation with me where she tells me about part vulnerability is basically sharing like an insecurity right and even saying like i'm to to the boy the new boyfriend like i'm a little worried that you're gonna like think i'm kind of pathetic but i do but i was like so you can say that like that's like a that's sharing an insecurity that's letting someone know that that you you know how you're feeling right and it almost it sounds like in her email that like she's not even allowing herself to categorize this as like a big life moment for her yeah like she's almost embarrassed that like any all relationships are different always they hit you because you're at different ages too like you you spoke differently about them you thought of them differently i have to ask you you you've talked on this show mm-hmm. about having like a, a situation that you tried to make work and then it didn't work and you you know I don't think. Uh, yeah, that was something I was very. I was. I was nervous to share mm-hmm. because, again, I did kind of think it made me look like a little pathetic, mm-hmm. or it made me look not like I wasn't. That wasn't the coolest look for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I shared that with a lot of people. But I think as I went through therapy, and I learned like that's kind of like what part of what makes me who I am is that I had this experience, what I learned from it, um, how I got out of it. That's like a big part of my story and who I am. And so, like someone who's gonna think that. I'm like a pathetic loser for being on and off with someone for many years who didn't want to date me is probably not going to be like that interested in me when they get to know me anyway. For sure. And I know discussing things on this show sometimes is easier than in your home life. hundred percent. Like I I know that from my own experience, like when you've talked about it with Mike, what are those conversations like? You know, like, Mm. and, and cause for this person, they're worried about like, you know, I'm sure they were like helped by writing to us, but that was kind of the easiest part. Yeah. And they probably hear their words right now. They're listening right now. They're going, oh my God, they're talking about my email, whatever. But then it's like, okay, you gotta, I mean, when you talked about the situationship with Mike, what is that conversation like? I think it was like, um, again, it's like it, you want the person to be like understanding. We don't talk about it all the time, but like, I think when it came up in the beginning, we were talking about like our dating histories. And, you know, for me, I'm kind of like, yeah, I wasn't, I haven't been in a relationship in a long time. I was in this thing, which was really unhealthy for me. That was kind of this like toxic back and um, up and down situationship for many years. Mm. And it took up a lot of my headspace and it took me a really long time to get out of it. And I had to go to therapy for it. And um, part of like sharing that is sharing again, who you are. Right. And I think, for in you know for him it was not something that was a turnoff for him but i think it also got it got him to open up about his past for situations cuz he also has um has exes and people that he used to date that i think he feels probably insecurities around himself and so like if someone's sharing that with you then the person doesn't it's like a real relationship isn't two people t- saying like how cool they are right. showing each other how cool <laughs> they are constantly it's like two people saying like times that they were rejected or we're like on the like losing end of things and that's kind of what brings you closer that's what makes someone feel like human not this like pedestal version of them that's like so cool all the time right and and vulnerable produces vulnerable is totally right and and in addition to that like if someone came to me with that conversation i would have embarrassing things about when i was on the other side of those yeah. situations or on the dump and the dump a side, you know, like, yeah, just cause you're the dumper doesn't mean that you, you're not embarrassed about embarrassed or, or bad about something. Right. Like think about someone who cheated and then yeah. they go, I don't, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. I'm sure they carry that with them. They go, 
oh, what's this person going to think? I ended it because I cheated or right. whatever, you know, so. Well, that's why to me it's so much less important what the, the actual facts of your past to me are not nearly as important as the way that you're talking about them. Because right. the way that you're talking about them shows how you think about them. So again, someone who's like, who says that they've cheated before to someone, I would not date someone because they said they had cheated on someone before, but I would date some, I wouldn't date someone who said, I, I've cheated on someone before and I don't want to talk about it. And right. I don't think it was a big deal or it's just not, it's not relevant. But if I would, I wouldn't mind if someone's, it, it's almost a better thing to date someone who's like, I'm, I've cheated on someone before and I felt awful about it. And I said, I'll never do that again. And I went through so much work to make sure that like, my whole view towards relationships was changed. You know what I, something, right. whatever. Well, I, that's, like, that is the only thing that would make me unattractive mm -hmm. is if they were like, if they didn't, if, cause something she's kind of angling towards is like, this person had this effect on me, and that's what I'm embarrassed about. I am dumpy. They are dumper. Right. They and it's like, if you had that dramatic of a response to getting having a relationship ended, I think you gotta open up the world a little bit about what else is wrong. Well, that's, it wasn't, you know, right. like well, that's why the weird thing is that she won't talk about it. To right, it's a bigger sign than totally and not talking about it is not like right. taking ownership of like. Hey, I went a little far. Like, it's maybe not she hasn't fully worked through it. Right, and that's yeah. where that's the thing where like a therapist, a professional would come in because you go, like, I just I I just know that you go and that guy dumped me and then I was a mess and it's like that's not nothing is one plus well, one equals two. It's like if you won't talk about something or if you won't look at it in the mirror, it's because you have like a little bit of a complex about it. Like if you won't step on a scale, it's because you're a little afraid of your weight. If you mm. won't look at your bank account, it's because you're like a little financially insecure. There's right. like something about like if you won't face it, you haven't worked through it psychologically. You're not comfortable with it. So I would work on getting, I don't think she has to immediately tell him everything, but I would work maybe on side on a side note by yourself, right. with getting comfortable with how you feel about that situation, why it was so, um, why it was had such a big effect on you. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not wrong that it did, but I think just like figuring that out. And then when you're bringing it to someone you want to get closer with and be more intimate with, you'll have a better you'll you'll actually be able to explain it in a coherent yeah. way let's play some games you ready let's do it uup at betches.com keep sending in your games into the show this week we're playing a new game called who comes first presented by bumble on valentine's day and every day bumble is all about putting yourself first and being in control of your own dating life I, you know, there's ways to make we're yourself just talking first. talking about this. Me time. Me time. Self-care. Uh, making boundaries. Letting people know how you feel. These are all about making sure you're okay. And we asked you to submit your stickiest dating situations on Instagram. And now we're going to decide who comes first. You or your date. I like this. I like this. So who comes first? You ready? I'm ready. They want to go on a date across town, but you're feeling like staying in. They come first or do you come first? That's a good one. It's tricky. Um, depends on the date, but. This is interesting. I think. I think they come first early in the. the, the game. Yeah, I guess it depends on what date this yeah. is. Yeah. Like it's it, like early and you've made a plan. Right. I think or you I think it's best way the best like we were just talking about this on the episode that's coming out on Sunday with Jay Shetty. Yeah. Um, like you want to do something, you don't want to be like having a first date in your apartment 
sitting on your couch. You want right. to do an activity. Well, we kind of talked about it. If Could you go back to last week, the Sunday special, when I went on the date and the person wasn't drinking? Right. You know, go a little and, out of your comfort zone. Well, and it's like, it, and in that scenario, I thought a lot about that scenario since I was talking about it with a, another friend of mine. And it, I don't know if I made it clear on this on the episode, but it's like, it did feel like it was like, let me see if you're worthy right. of my drink. And again, week, I don't think that was it, but I see what you're saying. Right. Well, yeah. if someone how, says to me, felt. Yeah. I do drink, I'm not doing dry January. I will not drink tonight. It's like, oh, I guess I haven't made the cut yet. Right. Or maybe they're like a little worried about what they're like when they drink. That could be that too. And that was the, but they don't want to say that on a first date. Well, well at that point, that's not, that's maybe you shouldn't issue. be on the date, maybe, you know, yeah. I, but I would say if someone like first date was like, they want to go across town. I'm like, I want to stay in, but we made the first date. I'm going to, they, they come they first. They come first. We agree. They come first. Okay. Next one. Go for it. You want to delete your dating apps, but they think it's too soon. Um, I'm going to, you come first here yeah because I, I i guess i have to live by the the reveal here it's like i want to be off the apps i'm off them you could still be on them let's see how long this lasts yeah i agree you come first because if you're what are you going to stay on the apps i don't want to hi i don't want to be here but the guy <laughs> i'm seeing uh hasn't deleted his apps like, that's very funny you yeah can't, you can't really do that i agree hey you how you first. been today hey I, i've been okay my boyfriend won't get off this app so i'm talking to you <laughs> <laughs> just here until I get the okay, the green light to delete. Right. Um, what are you doing this weekend? Um, looking through my boyfriend's phone, <laughs> see if he had deleted this so I can get off this fucking hellscape. I agree. You come first. Yeah. Okay. You got one more? They want you to move into their big apartment, but you live in your dream apartment. Um. They come first, you come first. So you move into both their both have big, great apartments? Right. Is it, he has a like, big, is it a small, can we change it to a, small apartment? Yeah. They want you to move into their small apartment, but you live in your dream apartment. Um, if it's, I would say I come first, they can move in with me. Right. Let me change this. They have a big apartment in a bat in a part of town. You don't want to live in. You have a small apartment in a great part of town. What a random, uh, query. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have a small apartment in a better location and they have a big apartment in a, in a, in a location, undesirable location for your life. Um, and I have the I have the bad location. I have the good location. You got the good location, small apartment. I think they've got to move to me because location, location, location. <laughs> right? If my significant other said that, the location, location, I mean, location. location. I yeah. mean, what do we have? Like four kids? Because then, like, yeah, we right. need the bigger apartment. If it's just the two of us, like, what is what is our day to day? Like, do we go out a lot? Do we like where do we work? Ooh, I guess I yeah, I guess. The- I've done this before. They come first. I I, (laughs) clearly they. I've I've done this one, but yeah, I would say they come first because, you know, the neighborhood. I think when the beginning, also in the beginning of dating, I think the neighborhood is like important (laughs) because you want to be able to. You're living together, and so you want to also be able to like do activities without them and see your friends and like have a life without them. If you, the two of you move to the middle of nowhere together, but you have a huge apart, if you have a huge house in the middle of nowhere, but the only thing you've got is each other. I don't think that's great for the relationship. Probably not. I guess let's, let's add another thing. Let's say a global pandemic is right. (laughs) is coming down the hallway. It's getting oddly specific. Towards, (laughs) towards things. Would you no, I'm. I, they come yeah. first. I, I mean, I, if there's a global pandemic and everything is closed and it's only the space, of course we should we should live in the bigger space in the middle of nowhere. You would think. Yes. Well, I I say they come first. I would go to their neighborhood. 
Okay. Well, loving and respecting yourself can can and should coexist with wanting to find a partner. And when you take care of yourself first, you attract people at that level. Bumble puts women first so they can take charge of their dating journeys. I'm a big Bumble fan. I like the idea of getting out there. Hey, I match with you. Let you talk first. Setting your own standards. Setting your own standards. I'm a, I'm a big Bumble fan. When you date on Bumble, you come first. Download Bumble and start swiping today. Jordana, we did it. We did it. Proud of us. We solved dating again. Another episode in the books. And we'll see you on Sunday with a very special guest. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. The You Up podcast is produced by Sean Kilby, Maddie Paul, and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Maddie Paul. Be sure to follow at you.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Batches.